Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us. We have our youngest guest ever in the uh, in the studio. Um, this is Romani, right? Yes, this yes. is Romani. Yes, and we have the founder of Rohi's Readery, Pranu Kumar. Yes. Yeah. Let's take her out. Yeah. Yeah, we can take her out because she's going to get restless in here. It's not enough space. And um, so how old is Romani? She is four months old. Oh, my gosh. So beautiful. Thank Um, you. We're going to have to post this on the the, um, Maximum Health and Dr. Ken Gray social media so they can see how beautiful this baby is. Oh, thank you. And how beautiful the mom is. Thank you. Thank you for founding uh, this amazing readery. Rohi's Readery. I, you know, I learned about it actually because Ziggy Marley was coming to the area, and um, and my wife was like, "Hey, you know, uh, look at this." But by then it was sold out. And um, but I, but I was like, "Who's hosting this readery?" You know, like yeah. this, this reading session with Ziggy Marley. So as I did research and I, and I realized how um, huge this was, what mm. you're doing, and not just not just the reading portion, obviously, we need more people reading and exploring and, uh, you know, learning about history and, and all of this sort of stuff, but the way that you're producing this in a, such a way that um, it's encouraging social and communal um, transfer and translation of information mm. and culture and, and uh, experience, it's really, I think, fundamental to where we need to go mm. at this stage in, in the era of technology and data and all of this overwhelmingness that's separating our humanity from, you know, just uh, life. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about the, the f- you know, the, the beginnings of it. And of course, we got to talk about your grandmother. Oh, my grandmother. Well, yeah. I would love to talk about my grandmother first yeah. because Anytime I think about the readery, I always want to pay respect to those who've come before me, the ancestors and um, my family members who are who have been doing this work um, truly unapologetically and with much um, much more consequences, severe consequences for the work that they did. You know, for me to be able to speak unapologetic truth and be able to do this work. Oh, thank you. It is such a blessing. So, you know, my grandmother, my Annama Rohini Rao, um, she was an education activist. So she fought for the emancipation of women's rights as well as children's rights, especially during colonized India. And so she was also a mentee to freedom fighter Sarojini Naidu. And for those who don't know, Sarojini Naidu was coined the Nightingale of India for her contribution to literacy and um, sort of the intersection of literacy and activism. So when I think about my grandmother, when I think about the readery, um, Rohi's readery, I think about the 
joy and the love of literacy and how to create and cultivate conscious citizens of our littlest ones. I love it. Now, here's a question. How are we so blessed to have you in Florida and specifically in Palm Beach County? Like, oh. How did you end up here? Because obviously your lineage going all the way back to India, yeah. that must have been a journey that brought you not only to Florida, but specifically to you know, creating this place in West Palm Beach. Yeah, so um, I actually was, you know, uh, sort of landed here because uh, my husband uh, grew up in the Palm Beach County area. And so I've sort of been, we've been all around and it was time to come back home um, for family reasons. And and so really that was one of the, the main reasons that brought us here. But, you know, moving from India uh, to the Deep South, I lived in Texas for a while and my family and I experienced a tremendous amount of racism and oppression. And so having those experiences, both in the professional and educational space was really, you know, I didn't realize it at the time. It was through reflection as I got older and how I was finding ways of assimilating and, you know, realizing I'm not seeing myself in curriculum, in, you know, just the advertisements and in the outside experiences around me. Um, I didn't realize that until I was much older that it really took a significant toll on my mental, social social and emotional health. And so my family, I know, was trying to do the best that they could, um, you know, moving here. But I also know that it was hard for them. And so for me, it was how do I right the wrongs of the past and also do right by my family and for our future. And so going into teaching really did save my life. Uh, living in the South Bronx and in Harlem in these beautiful rich communities of culture and seeing my babies I taught pre-k through fourth grade um, both general education and special education and seeing my babies and their families who've come to you know become my own seeing them feel so empowered in who they are and their background and this multi-generational experience really taught me so much more how to love myself and love my culture and my identity. And so it was through their teaching, um, I realized I was really passionate about identity-driven experiences for our babies. You know, uh, you know, I was thinking as you're talking about, you know, some of the aspects of healing that you're, you're talking about, not only for yourself and what you, the path you chose, but what really drives us as parents, mm -hmm. right? So there's this level of parenting which sometimes it's like, okay, what can I give them materialistically, mm -hmm. especially if you don't come from much, mm -hmm. right? But then there's this other level of what can I give them that's gonna, you know, it's, it's that saying that my dad used to say, you know, you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach him to fish, he eats for life, right? right. So, so we wanna give our children all of these wonderful things, but sometimes it's more important to teach them right. and educate them so that they can navigate their lives better than maybe we had, or, or at least yeah. good if it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we're, we're having a good life. So, so as you're talking about your path to becoming a teacher and then to educating them, you're also educating others and mm -hmm. spreading the knowledge of how to be better, mm. how to approach things differently, right? Right. I think, just to your point, and that's why I think literacy 
in identity-driven literacy and empowering literacy is so important for our babies. Um, and when I say babies, I mean all yeah, ages, yeah, not just, just no, the babies, yeah, yeah. teach I the babies. Still call you know? my yeah. 17, 18, yeah. 19, 22 year old baby. Exactly, you know? exactly. Um, I think it's so important because there's something that we say at Rohi's Readery and that uh, everyone who steps through the doors is called a revolutionary reader. And we say it's we do a little song and it goes, we read something, we learn something, we share it with the world. Right. We read something, we learn something, we share it with the world. I love it. And so, yeah, right? <laughs> it's so good. It makes you feel good, too. And I think the the joy that comes from that is our babies knowing that when you read a book, it unlocks this power for you to take the main idea or what you've learned from this story and apply it into your everyday life. Mm -hmm. And then being able to tie that with beautiful experiences. So for example, when we do story time, revolutionary story times or activities, we pair it with a beautiful authentic activity. So it could be cooking, gardening, dance, music, story time. It's really thinking about how to activate that, um, that curiosity in our babies and then be able to share that with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we can understand the drive. Yes. It's clear and yeah. present. Yeah. Um, what about some of the books that, and the contents and how do you actually run this yeah. readery? Like that's not easy. I, I don't even know where to begin to create something of this magnitude. Right. So I think one of the biggest things for me has been really developing and uh -oh. uh, <laughs> really being sure that we are taking into consideration the needs and the wants of the community. So, for example, you know, making sure that all of the books are truly reflective of what our community wants. So something okay. about Rohi's Readery is that every book is reflective of historically marginalized communities. Okay. So black, indigenous, Latina, Pacific Islander, Arab, Asian, LGBTQIA+, mm. the neurodiverse community and the disability community. Yes, yes. And so these books are really intended to ensure that we're honoring the stories of all of our children. Yeah. And so when you're talking about how do we build this readery, it's not just me. It's really loving community that yeah. has created this space. Good. Yeah. So people can donate. You obviously have to purchase. There's all sorts of levels. And then there's how did you connect with Ziggy Marley? Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> this is wild. So I just received an email from his publishing company okay and they said would you like to host ziggy marley and orly marley for a book reading mm, what a they, blessing they chose two bookstores on his entire tour yeah. and one was in chicago and then next was in west palm beach it was amazing Beautiful. and what's been so wonderful is that that event ziggy and orly were so kind their entire team security tour management everyone and they actually said that they could feel the sense of community because all of the children at the event knew each other from previous events. And they were the ones asking questions. They were the one interacting. You know, we had also a lot of loving adults, too. But I think the part that made me really happy was seeing all of these children 
I saw you at the gardening class or come sit with me while we listen to Ziggy. You know, what, when do you get to say that when you're six years old? Right. So, um, yeah, so that's actually how it came to be. Yeah, it was a blessing. And what are some of your past events? Tell me how that, you know, because how long has this all been around? How long? I have been around for 14 months now. Okay, yeah. So we do about 15 to 20 free classes a month for kids and adults, both at the readery and off campus. So as of now, we've done over 150 free events. So, uh, for example, on on campus, which when I say on campus at Rohe's Readery, we do beautiful uh, monthly cooking classes with Project Flourish. <laughs> and it ties back to ancestral learning. So we've made jambalaya, we've made dumplings, we've made sweet potato Ooh, pancakes. Yummy. Oh my goodness, it's delicious. I love pairing the cooking. Oh, with... <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Miss Alicia Garcia is incredible. Mm -hmm. We do gardening classes to make sure that gardening and the love of healthy food is also accessible to all. Speaking of speaking of food, should yes. I give her a bottle? Oh, sure. Yes. She's, she's looking at my hand like it's the most <laughs> yummy thing in the world. Bless, yep, you. bless you. Okay. And we do also classes for adults. Yeah. So we do creative and healing writing. We do, let's see, creative and healing writing. We do inclusive yoga. Ooh. We do healing circles for women of color. So we really try to ensure that we're meeting everyone with where they are. <laughs> oh. I like to burp in the in a little bit you know, uh. between. It's a little air. She's doing good though. There you go. Let's oh my burp gosh. you. Let's burp you. So, um, what are some of the upcoming? Yeah. So, actually, next month we have some amazing events coming up. We actually, actually, in the next couple of months, we have Diwali coming up, Ooh. and so we'll be doing a full day of beautiful events yes, for that. Yes, yes. We have. I know you're <laughs> excited about that. Your first yeah. Diwali. <laughs> We also have uh, a partnership with Love Serving Autism, so we're doing a beautiful event for that where we're doing a pop-up of beautiful books around neurodiversity. We're doing a story time face painting. We also have a new STEAM series with the American Society of Civil Engineers. Mm -hmm. So they're hosting a free STEAM class every month for the babies. I we also it. have something tentative in the works is getting uh, families, young kids, everyone excited about voting. Mm. So we're going to do a voting block party. So lots of fun things happening. And I'm just really grateful for the experience and the opportunity to share that with loving community. Yeah. Block parties. Wow, right? Yeah. I love a good block party. Yeah. Coming from Harlem, it's the best. And, you know, in this time of separation um you know cultural social separation seems like you're bringing together people mm. and i think that point needs to be made that it can be done the settings can be created mm -hmm. right with the right heart and the right intentions everything doesn't have to be about what separates us it needs to start to be about what brings us together right what are some of the top books that you would recommend for parents right now whether they're, you know, can attend or or want to just, they're listening from other states, obviously. What would you suggest for young children, you know, reading? I think there are such beautiful stories out there. 
I would say one of my favorite that I actually love for school, for home, for anything really is a book called All Are Welcome. I actually just read it yesterday. And it's just about the beauty of our diversity and how that's our strength Mm. and being able to come together. And one of the things that I love most about it is that the words are few, but the images of the children in this book, even the teacher, every single piece of the illustration is so intentional in ensuring that every child is seen, valued, loved, heard, and feels a sense of belonging. So if you open this book, you can literally see yourself on at least one of the pages of the Mm. book. I think another book that I love is a board book actually called Counting on Community. And that book actually is a counting from one to 10, but it shows you all of the different ways in which our world is counting on each other. And so I like to say that even though board books, they say that they're from zero to three years of age, they're actually for all ages. I love it. Keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, I would say one of my other favorite books is The Boy with Big, Big Feelings. And that book is just a beautiful book around social emotional learning and also ties in the neurodiverse population and how asking questions and truly being your most authentic self is empowerment to our community and how you know this little boy is just asking all of these questions and he's feeling these really big feelings but at the end of the day that's actually his strength so I have that book and then another book is Lucas Makes a Comeback and that is about Uh, revolves around uh, disability positivity and so it's around a young lion who falls and is wheelchair bound and all of the challenges that he goes through but some of the beautiful things also that he's able to do just like everyone else and just how we should be always ensuring we're building inclusive experiences both physical emotional and um, and mental inclusive experiences you know uh right now we are coming out of a time where so much was virtual and now we get to go out and feel comfortable going out i think majority of us anyway i don't know yeah i do I, yeah i do i'm fine yeah. um now what about the virtual options though for people that are not comfortable taking their kids or themselves into this setting Absolutely. So we actually do virtual bedtime story series. Mm, I love that. So next week we're actually doing one in honor of Ganesh Chaturthi, which is a Hindu holiday. Mm -hmm. And so we have a beautiful book uh, called Goodnight Ganesha. And the author of this book is actually going to be doing the story time. So I'm very excited about that. We've also had other local authors in the community who have done virtual bedtime series with us. And we believe that having local authors is just as important, if not more important, for our children to see in Rohi's Readery because I didn't see my first author until I was in my late 20s, early 30s at a Barnes & Noble. So for our children to be able to see themselves in front of them and know that could be me amongst many other 
opportunities. You know, we have local authors who are also pediatric nurses and in writing a book. We have educators who are also writing a children's book. So it's really important for that identity-driven experience. <laughs> and then we also, I also have partnered with some for-profit spaces. So I partnered with Lake Nona Wave Hotel in Orlando, uh, actually Lake Nona within Orlando, and I did a bedtime series event with them, and now that is actually free on their app for anyone to see. So that's also another type of virtual experience. And then in the future, I would love to be able to do more interactive activities, but it's just me running all parts of the reader. Yeah, you're doing a lot for... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're obviously a force. Oh, thank you. you Which is a beautiful thing. Thank Um, you. And, and how do people connect with the Readery? Sure. So you can learn more about Rohi's Readery on Instagram, so at Rohi's Readery. Also, my website, rohisreadery.com. And then if you're interested in attending any events, if you follow our Eventbrite page, it'll always give you updates of the events that are happening. I also do consulting with schools so right now I'm doing two consulting projects one based out of Indiana and another one based out of Harlem around identity driven literacy learning for their curriculum so always open to to bringing the love of literacy not just in West Palm Beach but really everywhere that we can yeah, globally yes hopefully yeah. um <laughs> This also sounds like something that can be an empowering experience for young parents as well as single parents, Mm. because that's one of the things that's limited in this day and age is what do we do when we're young parents with, you know, new children and, 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 or single, Mm. right? Where do we go to feel comfortable? Where do we go to feel like we're doing something um, constructive and enriching? So this is, I think, a, a great option for that and I'm sure you're seeing that do you see oh absolutely I think one of the things that I really wanted to focus on was finding ways to build community in all spaces and especially with adults so when adults come in they'll say oh these are just children's books and I'll say no but this is actually just as important for our adults. And so when I moved here two years ago, I had a really hard time finding community and then being pregnant, COVID, everything. It was just hard to find people that I really felt connected with. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things at Rohi's Readery is that I tried to create opportunities for caregivers. So for example, we recently had the Melanin Mommy Society. And so we had caregivers, not just mommies, come together and we've had events that are with kids we've had events that are without children Mm. and so my big thing is how do we ensure that we're connecting adults to each other because when the adults feel safe then the children will also feel safe to be in that space too Uh, you're talking about books that cross over and I'm trying to remember because I have a friend that a dear friend that brought to my office a gift and it was the the boy the horse the mole and the fox have you I've heard yes I have heard of that book and and so she shows up with this she's like I want you to have this gift 
and it's not a long read, or you can read a little bit here and there. And I will tell you, I'm not the type to read novels right now because I read so much for work as a physician. I'm constantly reading and researching. And so it's very spotty in nature. Um, so sitting down to read a novel or those sort of things is not something I do a lot of. Um, I do a lot of devotionals. I do that. So anyway, long story short, she brings us, you know, so she knows my style. She knows that about me. And but I tell you, I sat down and read it in ten minutes. <laughs> it is a beautiful book. It's a beautiful book, and um, yeah, it, it is. And you know, which leads me to say that sometimes some of the greatest lessons in life um, don't come with a lot of words, and and it's important to be open to all levels of reading and experiences because of that. You know, sometimes it's the pictures that you remember too. Uh. You know, and the yes. pictures and the drawings and the story about the artist and author, who is the same person, yes, um, was was really endearing to me about this book. And I keep it uh, in my my office when I see patients, and and so that they can pick it up and see it and say, "What is this?" And then I can tell them. And it's really a lesson about life and how we should go about um, really being open to experiences and to the things that inspire love and yes. happiness and put those really as a priority, right? Like holding your baby right now for I me. Know. <laughs> and telling you it's okay and, 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 and having this experience with you, which has been truly enriching. And I look forward to having my kids go and experience the readery and, and one day when they have kids, they'll have that experience and so forth and so on. So um, I, I would like to recommend that anyone listening to this just find a way to support this and and and, and maybe expand it to their areas and it'll allow you to come and consult and see how that can be done. Um, because I really believe that this is the future of, um, of a healthy human oh, experience. Yes. Um, I think that we're limiting ourselves by truly being digital and by being singular in purpose when it comes to accessing information. Mm -hmm. I think um, inspiring communal types of experiences like this, you know, like going to music and, oh. and having music and food and yes. reading and talks and lectures of all kinds um, that enrich us and make us better is, is really where it's at. So um, again, if you can share your, the information of how to connect, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. So Hi, baby. you can learn more about Rohi's Readery at www.rohisreadery.com and also our Instagram. Please feel free to come by to Rohi's Readery as well. So I am located in the square, which is in downtown West Palm Beach. But if you're interested in ordering books, if you're interested in getting a list of curated books, whatever you need, we are always here for you loving community. Yeah. And the YouTube channel is really oh, yes. special. Shades of Brown read aloud. Absolutely. Yes. Do you want to say anything, Romani? Say hi. Nothing? <laughs> now you don't want to talk. Well, right. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> well, this has been another Maximum Health Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us and our special guest today from Rohi's Readery, uh, Pranu Kumar, the founder. Thank you. And uh, this has been brought to you in part by Vell, the Vell Health app. Um, your health, your way. Download it today. Take care. See you next time. Thank you.